This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. And with discount code Cody E. Welch, you'll get a 20% off. and I'm your host Cody. Welcome back to our second podcast and today we're going to be going over some of the preparations that we do here at Big Chino Farms. Um, We do get our pots prepared and that way they're ready to go in the springtime and then when we're ready to drop uh, our uh, seedlings into the pots in June everything is ready to go. All we do is add our water and that starts the season off. So let's go ahead and um, see what the farmer's almanac tells us uh, we do like to use the farmer's almanac we're old school here there's so much valuable information inside the almanac i don't see why you wouldn't um, not only that there's all kinds of cool little articles there's recipes there's a uh, lot of uh, just really old um, historical things that you would never find in any uh, any normal books um, not to mention these things are invaluable when you're actually doing your gardening Um, they're going to explain to you the differences uh, and the times of when you're planting Um, you're utilizing the the solar and uh, lunar cycles Um, but one thing that it does mention in february is to clean and oil your garden tools hey that makes sense we all uh, use our garden tools all year you know they're out in the sun and the dust all summer long we really abuse them, and then we just kind of forget about them and leave them, um, you know. So this is the time of year that we want to get our tools together, gather them up. We may have to have some repairs done. You may need to replace some. Um, regardless, um, we want to try to get stuff prepared because, you know, depending on where you live in Arizona, uh, February is not much uh, growing going on outdoors. Uh, most of the growing is being done indoors, and we'll discuss that uh, at a later time. Um, so, um, so some of you know we do have our working farm. Um, we do have fruit trees, and the farmer's almanac 
tells us that we need to start pruning our trees and vines uh, about mid-month and we really want to get our trees uh, prepared um, because what happens is once spring hits it's off and running it's it's too late to start to get out there and start uh, trimming up these trees so you really want to get everything in order to get a, get your beds prepared around the um, the base of your trees um, you really want to make sure that that's all done ahead of time um, not to mention here in Arizona we do start getting some moisture in February um, we can see some moisture so it's a good time to get this stuff taken care of before we start getting some rain or even snow um, and also too one thing that um, that we do like to um, emphasize is if you're if you're using, using the uh, Farmer's Almanac, um, really spend some time and um, look at these dates because these dates are really important when it talks to, when it uh, discusses the, the different times of planting certain seeds. So in February, it's, you know, it's telling us beets, broccoli, and cabbage are all good to start indoors. Um, some of you living down in southern Arizona might be able to start some things outdoors, but up here where we're at in central Arizona, it's still getting down to the 20s at night. So, um, you know, uh, everything is indoors at this point. Um, in temperate climates, the, uh, you want to plant your bare root roses and your fruit trees. This is the time you want to start getting your, root tr your fruit trees in the ground. Um, here at Big Chino Farms, we're looking at uh, adding some additional fruit trees this year. So this is a time you want to get down in there. You want to decide. You want to lay out where your trees are going to go. You want to make sure you have plenty of space. Are you, if you're planting some pretty large trees, are they, are they going to be overgrown in 10 years? You want to really make sure these are planned out because, um, you know, you can't be moving fruit trees around, okay? So uh, keep that in mind. Um, one thing that we want to do during the month of February is test our soil to the correct pH. Okay, um, we don't have a huge problem here at the farm. We, uh, we, you know, we like the the pH and the water pH as well, just right where it's at. But there are places where this really is an issue. Um, pH rises in your soil after an, t an entire season of putting amendments, nutrients, everything that you're putting into that soil is increasing your pH. So this is the time we want to drop. We want to get that pH back down that's going to allow for the proper bacterial growth to start taking place, okay, among other things. Um, we want to start adding our uh, needed amendments and our organic material and matters. Um, that what, you know, and you want to do that this time of year because it does take time to break down, all right? We want to make sure that everything has broken down properly um, before we get it into our uh, pots or into our gardens and our beds. Right, um, and then finally, you know, it speaks of doing some of the busy work around the farm or in the house, repairing fences, laying your walkways, building trellises, arbors, and cold frames. You know, and so February is a good month to spend some time pouring over your nursery catalogs. You know, that's what we're starting to do. We're starting to plan out what kind of uh, produce that we're going to be uh, uh, planting this year. We decided that we're going to go ahead and plant more melon. Um, we really had a great, great harvest this year with our melons, so we're going to do a lot more uh, watermelon, cantaloupes. Um, we'll cr probably cut back on our squash, and then um, we're definitely going to do uh, our same variety of carrots. We love, we have a great variety of carrots and beets that we use, and those of you who have seen some of our um, videos uh, of the uh, 
the um, juice that we press is just the, the colors are beautiful just beautiful so um, so going back to um, the as far as the uh, correct pH soil soil pH um, this is this is an important uh, thing for outdoor growers uh, to pay attention to during this time of year like I said we want to get it down um, and then you know one of the re the ways the ways that we do it here at Big Channel Farm is by adding wood ash um, and you've seen us in our videos uh, out there adding uh, wood ash to our 50 gallon pots um, you know this contains a, a significant amount of potassium and calcium so um, you know this is important because it's a natural substitute for lime you know and it's going to help again it's going to help maintain that proper ph that you that you need in your soil okay um you know we don't here at the farm we really don't like adding you know lime it's you know stuff like this we don't really see a need for it at our level maybe on an industrial level yeah um but we feel that we've got some pretty good um healthy and safe amendments that we that um you know we like to use we can continue to use um, uh, manure is a great is probably the best and our our favorite way to um, to build back the fertility of our soil. Um, we you know we by adding that organic matter and nutrients such as the nitrogen, um, you know the bacteria and fungi are they take off. Um, they it, the growth exponentially expands once you start adding these to your soils. You, you can literally see the growth with your naked eye um, once you start um, getting out there working these soils you're going to notice just by looking at them hey is this healthy you can tell a dead old soil that needs some help from a very good healthy quality soil you know and um, we, uh, with our new equipment uh, we do plan on trying to give you some better images of the soil because I really do think it's important for most new growers to understand that your soil is what you're feeding here okay your plants yes of course we are feeding our plant but our soil is what we're trying to maintain the health of okay this is where this is this is what comprises the, the soil food chain is what is allowing for all of these nutrients bottle nutrients whatever amendments you're throwing in this is all adding to this web this is why you need a healthy soil in order for this to be um, absorbed into your plants okay your plants are not going to be uh, sucking up a bunch of poison unless you force it into them okay and and when you do that you can tell by the roots are your roots brown okay do you have good healthy white roots you can tell by what you're feeding your plants okay so this is a important time of the year um, to get your pots your beds however you're growing if you're an outdoor grower you want to really um, get get on it because before you know it springs here and we're already uh, starting to get antsy we're wanting to get out there and start dropping these uh, our babies but you know you got to get these pots prepared um, what you're going to see is, and what we've seen over the years is every year as you, our soil, as our, as our pots grow, as they age, I like to say they age, as our soil, as our pots age, you, you're going to benefit. Okay, every year you're going to see more and more of a benefit, a healthier plant, larger plants. I guarantee you, you will see larger, healthier plants 
after your second to third year utilizing that same pot, okay? Um, and we can discuss that on a later episode why indoor growers do not like to reuse their soil. Um, and then there's also the other side of the house. There's folks, um, you know, that are asking, why are you dumping your soil? If that's if your soil is that uh, destroyed after you're using it, what's going on here? So we'll discuss that in, in, in uh, another episode. Um, we really wanted to get into, you know, pr- preparations. What we do here is as as far as our farm goes, um, we do have a second grow, a smaller grow, and we do the same thing. However, our smaller grow, um, because it's it's uh, you know closely situated to homes, we don't use the uh, heavy manures that we use out at the farm. Um, we don't have to worry about you know upsetting the neighbors out there. Um, in town, we uh, we will use a different type of a uh, you know a different feeding regimen for our plants, and those are our 25 gallon pots. So um, we want I wanted to discuss some of the uh, disadvantages of using um, you know. So uh, heavy manures, okay. Animal manure, manure is something specifically we, we really like to use, um, but there can be some some uh, payoffs. Uh, but uh, you know, I want to start off with the negative because there's too many uh, benefits. Um, so some of the negative things of adding you know heavy animal manures to for as far as outdoor growers, um, you can really heavily increase your phosphorus levels. And if you do not have the proper um, um, uh, drainage in your pots, you're really going to see a, a heavy buildup in that phosphorus, okay? Um, you're, th- this will cause problems for you once you drop your plants in. Um, you really need to pay attention to this. Um, and, and this time of year is when you're really getting all this into your soil because as I mentioned, it's going to take time for your soil to process this. The, de- the decomposition process does take time. So we want to get this stuff going now in February. That way, you know, May, June, when we're ready to plant, our pots are happy, ready to go. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be uh, at the health level that we like them at, right? You know, so, um, but going into that uh, further, like I said, there, um, the different manures that we really like to uh, use here is we, um, as some of you saw in our most recent video, we, um, we uh, broke out with our composted chicken manure. Chicken manure, um, very high in nitrogen. Um, we like to use it. Um, one of the reasons that we like to use it is because it comes from the chicken coop, which we already have. Um, we we already uh, the type of bedding that they use we feel uh, we feel it's beneficial to the soil. Um, it also we don't use uh, perlite. Um, the perlite that you do see in these videos is from bag soil that we've used. But we wouldn't we would never uh, I would never just go bag uh, go buy bag perlite and dump it in my pots. There's there's no reason uh, in our opinion. There's plenty of drainage by utilizing our uh, cover crop when we till it in. And when, when uh, you know, once we do a video on that, you'll, you'll be able to see how we uh, till it in, and it's very, very effective. Um, it, it, we've never had an issue with drainage in our pots by doing this. So, um, but, yeah, <clears throat> we just went through, and um, we started, um, as some of you know, we started by layering in our wood ash, okay? 
So, um, you know, we discussed the, the benefits of our, of our wood ash. Um, it contains, a, you know, the, the amount of potassium and calcium that it's adding. Um, it also adds micronutrients like zinc and copper, okay? It's a natural substitute for that lime, like, like we're saying. So <clears throat> it's one less thing that you're going to have to go out there and purchase. Um, what we do right now is we're burning a lot of uh, excess. Um, you know, we got some old trees. We got some brush. We're burning that and utilizing that, okay? So that's going to be um, something that, uh, you know, any of you that are outdoor growers have access to. I highly suggest the ash. So um, so going forward, we, we did add, on top of that, we added our chicken manure. So we go ahead and really saturate these pots. We go ahead and make a tea out of the chicken manure as well. And we, you know, we brew the, we do large quantities. Uh, some of you have seen our 65 gallon um, uh, that we continue, that we use for brewing up teas. Um, this last batch we did, it was a smaller batch with this uh, manure. Um, we uh, did approximately uh, 20 gallons. And what we did was, And, and then continuing on, some of the other things that we'll go out there and do here within the next, uh, we'll probably try to do this right before we get some more rainfall. Um, what we're going to try to do is we're going to throw out another layer, layer of uh, kelp meal. Um, we're going to allow the kelp meal to sit. We like using kelp meal. And then we'll probably go out there and um, we'll, we'll go ahead and just wait. Uh, we, I don't want to throw too much stuff into the pots at this point. Um, you, you, there's no reason to just uh, dump all the, all your amendments into your pots at this point because um, we're going to still get some more rainfall. What we're trying to do is we want to get all of these minerals, all of the amendments that we've been adding, we want to get those thoroughly down into the bottom of your pot as well. You know, your, root, your roots are going to get down low into those pots, so you want to make sure you got some good, healthy soil down low as well. So um, this is one of the things that we'll be doing as well. Um, by, by the time we get into, you know, May, we're, we're, we're going to be out there at the farm. We're going to make sure that all of our pots, um, we'll probably spread some, um, we'll spread the cover crop like we normally do. Our cover crop that we buy has uh, about 12 different grasses in it. And we like to utilize it. Um, like I said, we, we really like to use it once, once it's dead because it really does help with the, um, with, with the uh, water. Uh, not, you know, what, what you'll see is that when you're using heavy um, other fillers, you know, I, I call them fillers, they're, they're, it's, it's anything that you're adding that's not living soil, okay? At some point, they're going to end up at the bottom of your pot. Um, if you've ever taken apart um, one of these uh, new felt pots that every that we all grow in, what you'll find is it's almost like a hard clay. You know, this azomite, um, a lot of these other stuff that we add in, calcium and others, it's all adding, it's all ending up at the bottom of your pot, right? So our goal is not for it to be one solid a concrete slab in the bottom of our pot. Our goal is for our soil to be thoroughly mixed in with all of our minerals and nutrients. That way the plants can uptake it, right? So by having the proper 
um, water retention, but not um, too much. Uh, you, you're still allowing for the proper root ball um, moisture content in your root ball. Um, we've been asked, or we've actually, I've heard it, uh, you know, you can't grow in Arizona, it's too hot. Well, the temperature got up to 109 degrees here in Paul in Arizona, and um, we didn't see any any type of effects on the plant whatsoever. Um, the, by keeping that root ball moist at all times, you're guaranteeing that that plant's going to survive these the the heat. Um, you know, and this is strain specific. What we're talking about, you you may find there's strains that just aren't going to tolerate the Arizona heat. You know, this is a given. This is known. We learned a little bit about this when we were growing hemp. Uh, once we, <coughs> when we uh, had heard that some of the growers down south were putting out some <coughs> some pretty hot uh, hemp, and of course you cannot uh, if you've got a commercial hemp license, you cannot legally harvest it and sell it if it's above the 0.03% THC. So a lot of people took a loss. Okay, but what, so what I'm getting at here is, um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, can control the, uh, say, the THC levels in, in these plants. You know, heat has a big effect on it. Um, and the health of your plant, of course, is going to be determined by how much of an equilibrium you can maintain during the summer, right? <clears throat> so this is why we uh, we want to get our pots in, in healthy order now. We want to make sure that everything is draining good, and you can do that by simply watering your plant and seeing how well it's draining, okay? We want to make sure you got good drainage before we start planting. So, um, you know, and then as, excuse me, as we get into the month of March, we're going to start seeing a lot more moisture. Here in uh, central Arizona, we've been known to get some snow. Last year, we, um, we got uh, three feet in Prescott. So uh, we do get some heavy snowfall, you know, and that's why I said during this time is when you want to make sure your pots are already prepared because once that snowfall hits, your pots are just going to be laying there dormant. Okay, and uh, at, and it's during this time that that process is happening. All of the breakdown of all of the nutrients that we're pumping in, all of the various kinds of um, um, beneficial um, um, phosphorus, the uh, potassium, and everything else that's, that we're dropping into these pots is going to be valuable for you but come June when it's time to, to grow your plants, okay? Um, those of you um, who are doing your autos uh, know that you want to have everything in your soil right away. Um, those autos take off. You don't have time to incorporate a normal feeding regimen. So you want to have these pots ready to go, right? So, and anyway, we wanted to... Um, just to remind you, we do have some guests in, uh, coming up in the month of February. Um, we do have uh, one special guest that we'll bring, be bringing on. She is uh, she is our uh, our first uh, first model, um, and we'll get to introduce her and we'll get to learn a little about her talents. Uh, and um, we also have invited a few other guests on 
that are um, um, in the uh, cannabis community here in Arizona. Um, we also told you about some of the festivals that we're going to be attending, and we hope that we'll be able to interview some pretty cool cats. I know we have a couple um, other guys that have said they would be definitely interested in joining us on future podcasts. So this is great news for us. This is how it all begins, and this is how it takes off. So um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, our podcasts are just going to get that much better as time goes on. Uh, as you know, this is, uh, this is our first, this is our second podcast, and we just hope that you continue to listen, and those of you who like what you hear can contribute to our Patreon account as well. So thank you again for tuning in, and I hope you all have a great week. Thank you. All right, and...